Tuesday, May 31st. Welcome to AL State of the Division. I'm your host, Colby Olson, joined today by Sam Lakini. You guys know him. He's been on this show a few times now. Sam and I today are going to talk about, you know, it's getting to the point of the season where we're almost close to 30% done with the season. It's time to start talking about who's going to make the playoffs. How do we see this division, you know, actually taking shape and, and finishing this season? Who's going to make the playoffs? Who's not? The wild card race now has three teams involved in it. You know, three teams make the playoffs out of the wild card. So conceivably four teams from the ALEs could make the playoffs this year, which is pretty crazy. Sam, how are you doing, man? I'm incredible. Uh, I hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, it's been okay for me. You know, I'm still dealing with some foot stuff. Um, slow pitch softball gets the best of us sometimes. Uh, but I love this division, and it's been so fun this year. Being able to write every single Monday about this division has been exhilarating, just like going through and it's so ultra competitive. And I love seeing these top four teams and then the Orioles, which we'll talk about later. But I'm good, man. It's good to be with you here today. Dude, super hyped to talk to you. I'm going to throw it over to you first, too, because like we're going to talk about your Yankees first. Sam, who, how do you predict their season ending? How many wins do they finish with? OK, so the last time I was on this podcast, I told you that I wasn't ready to turn that corner yet as far as talking about the Blue Jays and if the Yankees are going to be a better team than the Blue Jays at the end of the season. I'm still not there. We're starting to see Toronto heat up a little bit. I do think the Yankees are going to win this division. I will say that right now. I think they are going to win the division. At the beginning of the season, I said probably 94 to 95. Right now, I think they win 98 games, and I think they win this division. But I think as a whole, this division is going to be super tight. I think we're going to see these other three teams get really tight. Um, but I do think the Yankees win this division at 98 wins. And right now, they're dealing with a ton of injuries, and they were still able to come out with a split against Tampa Bay. So that's really good to see. But I think over the course of the season, you know, there will be some mishaps and bats go dead, offenses go dead. Like we saw that with the Red Sox, but look at them now. They're incredible. They're hitting the piss out of the ball. Uh, but I do think that they will win this division at 98 games. And I think that's the, you know, we've talked about the Aaron Judge and, and how good he's been. You know, Stanton's been incredible this year. But, but what you just touched on is why I think the Yankees can be so good for this entire season moving into the playoffs is the depth that they have, man. I mean, you look at a guy like J.P. Sears, who comes up last week, shoves, a guy that nobody's ever heard of, except maybe the the diest hard, you know, Yankees fan. And J.P. Sears looked amazing, went seven innings pitched. I mean, or five innings pitched, crazy. You have so much depth. Ron Marinaccio now is starting to, you know, make a name for himself as, as a really good reliever. Um, you know, what Clay Holmes has been able to do in the absence of Aroldis Chapman and, be basically one of the best pitchers in all of baseball right now with a 1.39 FIP and just an 036 ERA and basically has taken that closer role from Chapman. I don't even think when Chapman comes back, he's going to reclaim that role. So the depth of the Yankees is going to carry them far. I actually see them winning a hundred games this year. I think this is the year they do it. And, and, you know, they could theoretically be the number one seed in the AL at the end of the year. I think it's realistic. Uh, I still really, you know, I think the Astros are at this point, I'm not, I'm off of the angels winning that division bandwagon kind of thing. I still think they make that division. I do think the Astros are going to run away with this, that division as well. And I think they'll be the top seat, but I can see the Yankees being contention. And what I like that you tapped on is the whole depth thing. I mean, one thing I do want to talk about here real quick is Nestor Cortez and Last year, it was a cute story, right? He was like this guy, pretty unknown. He's got the mustache, you know, tons of personality. He was on the Just Baseball show, cool enough. And this year, we were like, okay, this is like the five starter. You know, he's great. Like, this is a great solid rotation. He's the five guy. We're good. 
He's been a top two pitcher in the American League this year, and it's been incredible to see. And I thought that after the first, you know, five starts that he was going to kind of tail off a little bit and we would see that, you know, a little bit of a dip off. But he goes eight scoreless the other day against Tampa Bay. And this dude just continues to mesmerize me. And it speaks to the amount of depth that that pitching rotation has. Garrett Cole's the worst pitcher on that staff right now. And he is the 324. That's crazy. I mean, Jamison Tyon has been fantastic. Severino looks himself again, looks like, a you know, the number two pitcher that we always thought he would be and, and was, you know, in 2018, 2019 before getting hurt. Sam, I'm going to move on to the Rays right now because they're in second place at 28 and 19. But funny enough, there, you know, there's this thing called Pythagorean win expectancy, which basically takes run score, runs against, adds them all up and figures out, okay, this is kind of what your projected win total should be right now. 25 and 22 would be their Pythagorean win loss, which is actually lower than the Red Sox at 27 and 21. Tampa Bay has won a lot of close games this year, and and it's kind of held them together because their pitching staff is so deep. You know, they have weird ways in which they deploy their pitching staff, not always going to starting pitchers. Their lineup has struggled at times, but they've gotten, you know, really amazing production from guys you wouldn't expect, like G-Man Choi, Yandy Diaz, Harold Ramirez even is raking. So, you know, when all is said and done this year, where do you see them ending up win total wise? I think this is the third place team in this division. I think they're going to win 94 games, but I still think they're the third place team in this division. Like I talked about earlier, I think it's all going to be super tight. Uh, third place, 94 wins. You know, this Tampa Bay Rays team, I think they did take a little bit of a step back from the team that we saw last year. Um, their depth still shows, but it's not as impressive as we've seen before. I was actually looking earlier. If you look at like playoff expectancy percentage, the Rays have a like, I think it's a 68% chance to make the playoffs. And the third place Blue Jays have like a 93% chance to make the playoffs, even though they still have a better record. So um, I'm going to go 94 wins for this race team. And I still think they make the playoffs, but I think they're going to be the third place team in this division. Yeah. And not, a t- again, and not a team that I, I don't know if they have the chance to win a world series. They've gotten, they've gotten there and then they just seem to not be able to do it. But McClanahan's pitching out of his mind. Kluber is starting to get, you know, a little bit more comfortable. And I think he, he uh, down the stretch will be a, a good arm for them. Surprisingly, man, surprisingly, they're, Seemingly their best player, Wander Franco, has been struggling beyond belief as of late. His WRC plus is down to 107. And, you know, over the last month, it's around 60 WRC plus. So he's going to get it going here. You just have to believe that. But they really are going to need him to turn it on if they're going to, you know, at least vie to win this division and, yeah, not slip into that third or fourth place spot in this division. All right, let's move on to Tampa. I mean, to Toronto. So Toronto right now is in third place, just a game behind the Rays. They're at 27 and 20 right now. But man, this team has a lot of question marks, in my opinion. Their, their pitching staff has been, you know, less than ideal. Jose Barrios has a fifth over five, an ERA over five. You say Kikuchi's held it down somewhat. He has an ERA under four right now, but his peripherals don't look good. It's been Manoa and Gosman show, and Gosman has you know more WAR than anyone in baseball right now, two point seven WAR. Scooballs in second with with two WAR, and he's really what's been holding them down. But the lineup also hasn't gotten going completely. Vladdy isn't performing the way he performed last year. Where do you you are very high on this team, obviously, and I think I am less so. So I want to hear you go and, and give your win total projection first, and then I'll give mine. 
So I, with the Blue Jays, I kind of think it's a pride thing with me because at the beginning of the season, I kind of touted them as like the American League. You know, I thought I was like, hey, like these guys are going to the World Series. Like they made all these additions, like this pitching staff. Gosman, I thought was a direct trade off from Robbie Ray. Obviously, Robbie Ray's out there struggling in Seattle right now, but I thought at this point, he's been one of the best pitchers in the American League. And I will still say that this is the second place team in this division. I think they win 96 games, but. They have been incredibly, incredibly unimpressive. And I think it, it is honestly a testament to what Marcus Simeon added to that team last year with the home run total that he put up last year. Obviously, he's in Texas now and he's struggling. But regardless of that, he was so instrumental for this team. And Espinal has been good, right? Like Espinal has been good, but it's not Marcus Simeon good like we saw last year. So this team is really underperformed for the expectations that I had for them last year. Um, but I still think they're going to put, put it together this year. I think Bichette's going to get going. I think Vladdy's going to break out of this mini slump, whatever you want to call it. And I think they're going to win 96 games and be the second place team in this division. Yeah. I mean, the offense has underperformed thus far and I expect that to get going here at some point. Alejandro Kirk has really heaten up in, in the last few weeks and, you know, Lourdes Gurriel is usually a slow starter and he's probably going to heat up. Bo Bichette's starting to heat up and you know, it's only a matter of time before Vladdy starts to heat up and see the ball a little bit better, but yeah, I mean, that to me, that's not the concern because I think they're, they'll have the ability to hit their way out of baseball games. I mean, they just did it against the Angels. They won a game 11 to 10, which is crazy, right? Yeah. That's the type of team they are this year. But that pitching really does scare me, right? You have the top two of Kevin Gosman and Alec Manoa who have combined now for 3.9 more this year. But behind them, you really just have Yusei Kikuchi of Ross Stripling. You have Jose Barrios, who's supposed to be, you know, a number one, maybe a, a probably a number two more, more like. Dude, his K percentage right now, 26% last year. His K rate this year is down to just 16%. And then you have Hyunjin Ryo behind him, who has just been getting beaten up the last two years. I really, really worry about this rotation. And I really worry that losing Jose Barrios as a top-end starter is going to be the downfall of this team. I mean, the crazy thing, I mentioned Pythagorean win total earlier, and it's not obviously a perfect you know measure of, of how a team is, but... They're 27 and 20 right now. Their Pythagorean win win loss is 23 and 24 right now. So they're actually in a sub 500 team by, by that metric. Um, and so, you know, we're moving into the, the Red Sox next who are at 23 and 25 and have been absolutely amazing the last few weeks. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the Blue Jays finished fourth in this division. I'm going to say it's Yankees. I'm going to say it's Rays second. At yeah, 94 wins, something like that, 93 wins. I'm gonna say the Red Sox squeak out 91 wins, kind of a la the, the Yankees last year, where they you know really struggled to begin the year, but they still squeaked out what 92, 93 wins. 92. Um, I think the Red Sox do that. I I think that the Blue Jays actually miss the playoffs and the Angels sneak in above them, and and the Blue Jays finish fourth in the wild card and just miss out, which is crazy. But I, I think the Red Sox right now are a team that I think they're going to have their really, really big highs. their really, really big lows, but they're a team when hot, you do not want any part of, because not only can they hit their way out of games, they can shut you down pretty well right now. Chris sale is going to be coming back at some point this year. Um, they've gotten really, really strong starts from Nick Pavetta. As of late, Michael Walker has been holding it down. Rich Hill has formed a, a power duo with Tanner Houck, where they go rich Hill for, you know, three, four innings and they go Tanner Houck for three to four innings. And that's, seemingly worked out um the bullpen hasn't been healthy but it's getting more healthy i really think that the red sox are just a team that are going to battle their way through the season and 
their Pythagorean win-loss right now is, like I said, 27 and 21. They've lost so many one-run games. They were 0-6 in extra innings. They had so many things working against them to begin this season. And now the lineup is starting to heat up. Trevor Story's obviously gone ballistic, but Kike Hernandez is starting to heat up now. I think the Red Sox, I'm not going to say they're the best team in the league, but they're a team that when they are hot, they they are might as well be one of the best teams in the league. Okay, so first things first, I do want to say Angels sneaking in the playoffs. I'm 100% here for as the Angels correspondent here at Just Baseball. I'm 100% in for that. That's cool, whatever you want to say. But with the Red Sox, when I was on the show a couple weeks ago, I told you that this offense is going to get hot. It's going to happen. They're going to start squeaking out wins. They have played a ridiculous amount of teams over 500. I want to say they've played about 29 or 30 games against teams that are over 500 right now, as opposed to like the Yankees, who realistically have only played like 16, 17 games yep. against teams that are over 500. I think they've um, played the Orioles like every every week. At this yeah, point. I there was there was a stretch of time where the Yankees played. I think we played the Orioles eight times in two weeks. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's the easy schedule. Right. And we had the White Sox in between. But with the Red Sox, I think these bats will get hot. You know, they are right now what we're seeing. I love Trevor Story. As a Yankees fan, I still love Trevor Story, even though he's a Red Sox. He's one of my favorite players in baseball even before he signed with there. Um, but with the Red Sox, man, I am, I don't know why, I don't know if it's a bias thing. I don't know what I can't get out of my head right now, but I still think that they're going to be the fourth place team in this division. Again, I do still think that they squeak out 92 wins and have a possibility to make the playoffs on the last day. Kind of like what we saw with Toronto last year. I'll take um, it. But like, I think that they're going to, I think they're going to balls their way to 92 wins. And I think they're going to have a chance on the last day. And I will not count out what you said. I would not be surprised if Toronto missed the playoffs. Like that's a real thing that could happen, even yep. though I'm, you know, trying to be the blue Jays truther here, but I would not be surprised if they missed the playoffs just because of what they've done so far this year. And I think Boston has a chance to do it. They could do it, but I think I'm going to, I'm going to put it at 92. It's going to, I like that. I mean, I, I like these predictions because I think the, the four teams here are a lot closer than maybe a, a close as advertised, right? I mean, these four teams could conceivably finish each within four games by the end of the season, right? And maybe one of those will miss the playoffs, which is even crazier. All right, let's finish off the episode. We covered the top four in this division. Obviously, now we're going to get to the bottom barrel of the division, but Still somewhat exciting. The Baltimore Orioles 20 and 29 right now. They're 13 and a half back of the Yankees, just three and a half back of the Red Sox, I must say, which is, you know, kind of crazy. They're, they're hanging in there. Sam, you like this team a lot as, you know, just kind of like a, a young, budding, like gritty team that, that, you know, actually does play teams tough. They're not an, they're not an auto victory anymore in this division. No, they're not a pushover. And I don't know if it's a local thing because I live relatively close to Baltimore and a lot of my buddies are Orioles fans. So it's like, hey, like, you know, the, the Orioles are bad, right? It's not like they're this team that we're expecting to win 90 games every single season. They're bad, right? But I do think that this Baltimore Orioles team is the best bad team in baseball when you look at teams like the Royals and the Tigers and stuff like that. I think that out of that bunch, they're the best team in that group. Um, I know that you do not like the Orioles whatsoever. I know Peter does, and Peter thinks they're going to win 70 games, and I will also say that they will win 70 games throughout the course of this season just because, I don't know, they're young and exciting, and I'm a fan. So I mean, I think it's funny. Like, I, I think you the way to put the Orioles into context is actually to compare them to the records of other teams in the league. I mean, look around the league. They actually have a better record than the guardians right now they or more wins than the guardians right now uh, not as good of a win percentage but 
You go down to like, you know, the Marlins at 19 and 26, or even the Phillies are 21 and 27, dude. The Orioles are honestly right there with teams like that at this stage in the season, which is pretty crazy. And they're, you know, the Orioles, I will say their pitching is like not disastrous. They just don't have much exciting to offer in terms of pitching, but their lineup is pretty fun to watch. Austin Hayes has been insanely good. Uh, Cedric Mullis hasn't really done the job this year like he did last year but still a fun one through five there Rugi's been heating up lately I don't it seems like every time I turn on the TV he's hitting a home run and like it was not hitting well at the beginning of the year but now he's starting to heat up and um they are now kind of a thorn in the backside of the other four teams in the AL East because you go into Baltimore Baltimore comes to you and you go you know what? We're, we should sweep them absolutely and then you end up splitting or even losing a series and that pisses you off maybe even more than losing a series to the Yankees or the Rays or, or, you know, one of those teams. Right. So yeah, the Orioles are going to be fun to watch here and and see how they develop in the next few years. Yeah. They will play the biggest spoiler team in baseball just because they're in the division with this other four teams. Like we saw this weekend, you guys have this like five game set with them, which is like the weirdest thing ever. And they took finishing it off right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, they're going to be the biggest spoilers. Like they're just going to start nipping wins. Like we saw them beat, like win a series against the Yankees. We saw them uh, win a series against the Cardinals like two weeks ago. And I'm just like, dude, they're going to, they're not bad. They're not terrible, um, but they're still the last place team in this division. They'll be good. In, like they are. Years, so. <laughs> so just to recap, just to recap, going down the line, you have the Yankees who are in first place right now. Obviously you have them at 98 wins. I think they, they win a hundred, 101 and they, they cruise to this, this, AL East championship. And actually I think they might be the one seed in this, in this league. Um, Then the Rays, I think we, you know, you believe the blue Jays are coming in second, but the Rays are going to win 94, 93 right behind the blue Jays. The Red Sox going to squeak out. Yeah. 92, 93 wins. Everybody's going to win above 90 games in this division, except the Orioles. I think the Orioles, you said they can get to 70. I think it's going to be close. I think, the only problem with the Orioles getting to 70 wins in my mind is the trade deadline. And it happens every year. There's fun teams that kind of cruise into the trade deadline, but they're still sellers. They sell off a lot of their main pieces and they're not the same team after the trade deadline. And then they go on huge losing streaks and go under their win total. But I agree. I think that the Orioles will hang in here and into the all or into the trade deadline and they should trade some, some of their pitchers. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about that because, like, Cedric Mullins could be done with the deadline. You know, like, we're not even thinking about that kind of stuff right now. But I don't want to think about that because I like their core and they have something great going there, clearly, because they can win some games. But I really hope they don't do that. (laughs) So, but, yeah. Sam, that'll do it today. AL State of the Division. Thanks for having you on, man. Um, Hopefully you'll be back on soon. We'll talk some more Yankees raise jays socks and then you know we'll sprinkle in a little orioles there because they're fun thanks for having you man hope you had a fun time thank you man appreciate it and hold on if you guys would go check out the written version of this go check it out at justbaseball.com that's by me so go read that (laughs) heck yeah man heck yeah everybody have a good week thanks for listening see you guys